This is Vermont Edition. I'm Jane Lindholm. When you go to the grocery store and see the organic label on the food you pick up, what does that mean to you? Think about it for a minute. Why are you buying organic if and when you buy organic? And how would you define that word or that label if you had to? Looking specifically at the growing practices, organic crops are produced without pesticides and chemical fertilizers. But do they have to be grown in soil? Does that have anything to do with whether or not something is organic? And do you, as a consumer, care? Hydroponic crops are grown in an irrigation system that does not involve soil. Because these crops aren't grown in soil, they're often grown in large greenhouses, sometimes in relatively urban or arid environments. A few hydroponic farmers have successfully gotten the organic label for their crops, and that's not sitting well with some organic farmers who feel like the label is being co-opted and who argue that organic is actually all about the soil. The epicenter of the push to keep the soil inorganic, as they say, is right here in Vermont. Today on the program, we're going to learn about hydroponic agriculture and where this debate lies. I'm joined by Davey Miskell, an organic farmer from Shalott. He's been one of the leaders in the movement to limit organic certification to produce grown in the soil. Davey, welcome to Vermont Edition. Hey, thanks. And we're also joined today by Lauren Mordaski, Operations Director of Vermont Hydroponics in Florence, <laughs> which is in Pittsburgh, where she grows tomatoes. Lauren, nice to have you on the program. Hi, thank you so much. You know, not everyone is actually familiar with what hydroponic methods actually entail. So can you, Lauren, give us the hydroponics for dummies, sort of the, the back of the book thumbnail sketch of what the benefits and downsides of this growing method is and are? Sure, sure. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, basically hydroponics, it's a, by definition, it's a method of growing plants in a water-based, nutrient-rich solution. I mean, that's just the easiest way to put it out there. Um, hydroponics does not use soil. Instead, we use um, some sort of inert medium, such as perlite, rock wool, um, some use uh, peat moss. We actually use rock wool and cocoa fiber. I don't know what rock wool is. Sure, rock wool, it's, um, let's see, what's an easy way to explain it? <laughs> it's a, a fiber material. Uh, basically, it's like they spin it from molten minerals, so like rocks that they spin. Wow, okay. Yeah, it's, it's very difficult to explain. But so, so the bottom line is here, the, the plants are suspended in this um, thing that is not soil, and then you irrigate them. So you're, you're, are you constantly watering them, or is it a closed system, like a terrarium? It's a closed system. So um, the idea here is what? That you can do this? Why, why would you do this instead of using soil? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so you have a controlled environment, typically with hydroponics. Um, that controlled environment gives you an advantage on insect control and diseases. Uh, that means that you use little, if not no, pesticides. Um, we don't use any pesticides or chemicals in our greenhouses. Davey, you're against hydroponic growers getting this certification of organic. And again, this is a federal certification um, administered by the USDA. Why shouldn't hydroponic crops be eligible if they don't use chemical fertilizers or pesticides? Um, so I'm not against hydroponics per se, right. like the Vermont hydroponics. They they say what they are doing. Yeah. Um, they... The law, the OFPA, which is the Organic Food Production Act, um, that was started most – Senator Leahy really took a leading role in establishing the USDA National Organic Program. So there was a law written, and in that law, it talks about soil as the key element of organic production. 
Forget about the law. Why do you feel like that's the most important or, or one of the, the important factors in what is organic? Well, Why do we care about well, the Well, the danger is, is that the federal government has forgot about the law, too. And, <laughs> and, and I promise we'll get to that. Yeah, okay. but, I, but I want to understand as, you know, let me play the dummy here. I want to sure. understand why should I care about the soil if we're talking about uh, this idea of what is organic and what it means? Right. I, my correlation is that in, in, a, in a hospital, people are living in t- with tubes in their arm and they're being kept alive. Uh, my rationale is, is that is the same thing as uh, parallel to what is happening with the um, the hydroponic systems and the chemicals in the regular in the regular uh, hydroponic system. They it's basically force fed the plants, and um, in the organic hydroponic systems, it's basically the same thing. It's an artificial media. There's no life in that media, and they're feeding what they're calling organic fertilizer, liquid fertilizers. And that is a continuous same thing, mainlining nutrition to the plant. And I, I, we human beings often um, – it's basically reductionist um, uh, practice and a reductionist philosophy of how you're working with nature. And what we're trying to do with the soil – we're finding more and more that by creating a life, lively soil with benefiting the microorganisms, that we, we don't even know all that's going on in there. And what's, what's being found out is there's much more good relation, beneficial relationships to the plants, beneficial relations to, to the people that are eating these plants than we ever imagined. Um, for my example is, is that in my greenhouses, I feed – uh, with regular or certifiable organic fertilizers less and less every year because I've really created a lively, um, alive uh, organic soil. And that is, we're creating relationships with the plants uh, for uh, for the better. Yeah, so the soil gets to do the work. And it's, it's in a sense, you know, I think what people would... I, think of as a natural way that things grow. Lauren, what do you think about what Davey's saying here about this idea that you know soil is really integral to this idea, at least of what, what people think organic means? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that makes sense. So um, this is a, it's an interesting topic because if you, you, you look at the agricultural side of this and then you look at the consumer side of this, and a lot of the times those are two different answers to what organic is. Um, so it's interesting to try to educate the consumers from, um, this point of view, because I know when I do demos, a lot of times they respond back to me with, oh, well, organic means uh, no chemicals and it means it's healthy. So they don't even think about the fact that the soil comes into play here. So, um, from a hydroponic point of view on this, there are key nutrients, um, that's needed for a plant, nitrogen, phosphorus, potassium, et cetera. Um, those, we use those in our greenhouses and we use organic options for those as well. Um, and if stewardship of the land, if that's an issue when it comes to the organic side of this, hydroponic actually takes 50% less land to grow the same amount of crops as conventional methods. Listeners, we're talking here about hydroponic 
agriculture. Um, this is, again, grown uh, crops that are grown not in soil, but in some kind of medium that then the irrigation is fed through. Or sometimes they're even using um, aquaponics, which incorporates fish into the system. And there are pros and cons to this kind of agriculture, just as there are to any kind of agriculture. And the national debate right now is partly focused on whether or not hydroponic agriculture should be allowed to be considered organic, should be able to get this organic certification. And I'd love to know, listeners, what you think about this. Do you care? Is this an issue when you talk about what organic means? What What's in your head? And we're also going to talk about what's in the law. And do those things mesh? Are consumers, are you thinking about what the law says organic is when you look at the label organic? And Lauren and Davey, I think one of the interesting things that we're already getting into here is you know, this idea of um, of sustainability and agriculture that can both feed people and help encourage and sustain a world that we want to live in. And I, I can see it from both sides here because, you know, Davey, you make a really compelling case here for helping to have healthy soil and healthy nutrients and all of the things besides just the plants that you're growing that are in the soil and that we live around. And Lauren, I can also see a compelling argument to be said for, you know, we need to feed the world. We can have these hydroponic systems in a more arid environment, in an urban environment, because they're not relying on the landscape for this growth. You know, you can have these um, these these greenhouses that basically are where these systems are contained. So, David, when you think about hydroponic agriculture and organic agriculture as it's more conventionally known, although I know the word conventional also (laughs) is a a tricky uh, minefield. What do you think? You know, how do you how do you weigh our competing needs on this planet as we think about agriculture, leaving aside the organic certification for a moment? Um, Well, I think that one of the things that's coming up in organics more and more now is the whole idea of the carbon sequestration and the regenerative agriculture movements, and um, the 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 organic soil is is probably going to be our savior in in the whole climate change thing, and and um, I know in a greenhouse we're not quite getting that carbon sequestration of coming through the glass and all those things, but. Um, I, it's people are starting to realize more that the the healthy soil, healthy plants, healthy people, but healthy climate is probably one of our most critical things that are going on these days. Lauren, what do you think? Um, so anyone could do some research. If you just did a simple Google search on this, there is research out there. Uh, that shows there are no proven differences in the nutrition between hydroponic versus conventional grown produce, including organic. Yeah, I mean, so that's up for debate. That is of certainly course. a debate. But also this idea of how do we, you know, how do we think about sustainability and feeding the world? And since today we're part of this argument on hydroponic versus organic is based on, you know, nutrients and soil. Do right. you see hydroponic as a key to, to feeding us all and sustaining our environment? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's like I said earlier, you know, hydroponic takes 50% less land to grow the same amount of crops. And that's due to the controlled environment and all those things. And you can also take, I mean, you can put um, greenhouses on top of a uh, parking lot. 
you know, you don't need that land that's available that's not available right now. I mean, that's land, especially in Vermont, you know, the landscape here is not conducive to having these sprawling fields that you can just grow as much food as you need. Let me get a couple of our listener comments in here, and then I'll come back to both of you. Um, Rich tweets, hydroponics is the food system of the future. Consumers care about the quality of their food, not dirt. New Bob 2 says, organic agriculture is too often confused with sustainable agriculture. Limited use of mineral fertilizers combined with manure and other organic matter can be perfectly sustainable while not qualifying as organic. Likewise, organic farming can cause erosion, deforestation, and other unsustainable problems. And the distinction between fertilizers and pesticides that are and are not permitted under the organic label is often quite arbitrary. So this raging debate around hydroponics has more to do with ideological purity than real sustainability. And Travis says, I'm an amateur aquaponics enthusiast. Aquaponics is hydroponics and aquaculture, which uses fish. And Travis says, I believe that the organic label shouldn't be used for either hydroponics or aquaponics. The hydro and aquaponic industry needs to establish their own certification as opposed to piggybacking on an already flawed one. However, the anti-hydroponic sentiment needs to stop because it very well could be the farming of the future. With increased uncertainty in our water supply, the need to feed more people with less open land, and the need to cut down on fuel from transportation costs by growing closer to food deserts, this type of growing could really be the answer. And listeners, again, if you have a comment to share or a question, post a note on the Vermont Edition Facebook page. David, you wanted to jump in here. Um, yeah, I. in terms of yields, um, there can be similar yields with the organic, well-done organic greenhouse tomatoes than the hydroponic ones. But what if you're in the middle of a city and you could put um, a... There's some people, in fact... Fenway Park has an organic rooftop gardens, um, and it's being done with Vermont Compost Company's compost. And so there's a there's as you have this corollary of uh, hydroponics using this urban agriculture, which is great. Let's do some of that, but let's tell the people what the truth is on what's being done, and that's become one of the major difficulties within the USDA allowing certification. Why does that knows. matter? Because what, so what if the USDA said, well, you have to tell people if it's grown with soil or without, but, but it still counts as organic. Would that be okay with you? It should, it should say that it's, whether it's organic hydroponic or whatever it is. That would be okay yeah. with you if it said organic hydroponic? Um, I, that's the, the <laughs> least result that I would go with. And um, why, you know, we, we've heard this this argument before in uh, the debate over GMO foods, that people right. have a right to know and that that should be on the label. And that seems to be, Davey, in, in part what you're saying here is that people have a right to know how their food is grown. But why does it matter whether it's grown hydroponically or in the soil if, it's, if, if consumers know that this is grown without pesticides and without chemical fertilizers? Um. Well, for one thing, it, well, I'll, I'll answer that first. Um, my my opinion and the and the thoughts that I've seen on it is that it's a healthier food when it's being grown in the soil. But what scientific basis is there for that? That that you could say, here's my tomato, and here's Lauren's tomato, and if you take it apart. Here's what you're going to find out about mine that was grown in the soil. Well, they, have, they haven't done much of that research. So all. nothing that has been proven no. to show that a tomato I, would be different. They've, they've been seeing some of what they have, more trace elements and more some of the vitamins and 
some of those things have been shown. But um, I, it's it's still university research is not coming up with something like that. So, Lauren, when you hear Davy's argument, what do you say? You know, it's. I feel like this is one of those topics that could um, continuously be debated. And if if everyone wants to make it easy, if if food is properly properly labeled and people know what they're buying, where it's coming from, what's on it, how it's grown, um, I just I don't see like I don't know as a consumer, me walking in, I don't see why you'd have an issue with that. But I guess that's part of the question, right? Nobody has to put hydroponic on right, their right. label. So if I, if a consumer walks in and you know, is is trying to support agriculture that is grown in soil. They don't right. necessarily know when they buy um, a vegetable how how it was grown, what the um, you know what substance it was grown in. I guess absolutely. Well, I'm all for clear labeling on any food. It doesn't matter. So you would be okay with a hydroponic label that was required by crops that were grown with hydroponic methods? Absolutely. We're talking today about this issue. You know, it, it gets in the weeds very quickly. Sorry for the bad pun. And I know a lot of you listeners, um, consumers, people who are farmers in our area have thoughts, opinions, questions about this. Kat says this conversation is not about whether hydroponics and aquaponics are good or bad. It's about certification standards. Yes. Organic certification is based on the understanding that the soil food web is responsible for soil nutrient cycling. Soil is alive, and we have a whole lot to learn about how and why soil is critical to the health of this planet and all life on it. You can't have bacteria, protozoa, fungi, nematodes, and microarthropods in hydroponics. This technology needs its own standard. Leave organic alone. Uh, lots of you with varying opinions on that. Please share them with us. Go to the Vermont Edition page at vpr.net. I'm talking today with Davey Miskell, an organic farmer from Shalott, and Lauren Murdaski, Operations Director at Vermont Hydroponics in Florence. They represent different sides of this debate over whether or not hydroponic agriculture should be able to be certified organic. Farmers care about this because it affects their bottom lines, but also because many of them have very strong feelings about sustainable agriculture and the environment. Consumers should care about this because when you go to the store and you pick up something that says organic, you should know what that means. Do you? Do you care whether your lettuce was grown in soil? Liz says, hydroponic is not organic unless we need a new word for food that is grown in real soil. Thank you to Davey for mentioning regenerative agriculture, and I hope you'll do a program about this in the near future. Keeping carbon in the soil will prevent runoff that we are so concerned about with our water. P.S. Liz says hydroponic has never tasted good to her. Liz, I also want to tell you we have done a recent show about regenerative agriculture. We'll put a link to it on the Vermont Edition Facebook page so you can find that. Andrew says what uses more energy, conventional organic farming and then transporting the produce over longer distances or urban hydroponics that must transport plant food but then transport produce over shorter distances. And before we get to the answer to that, let's go to Lydia, who's calling in from Shelburne. Hi, Lydia. Go right ahead. Hey, hi. hi. Um, well, I didn't realize that that's what you were going to read off the, the email. I, I'm calling in about local, organic. And I'm in Hannaford right now. I'm looking at strawberries from California, which are, which are organic. But because right. they're not local, because they're shipped from California... As a consumer, I'm, I'm less likely to choose them just because of the distance that they travel. So, Lydia, since you're you're standing there in the grocery store, let me ask you um, what I guess is, well, possibly not a hypothetical, but if you see organic 
fruit from California, or you see, um, whether it's organ- labeled organic or not, hydroponic fruit from, you know, your, basically your backyard, you're more like, which, what is your decision-making process in that? Well, I, I really do want to make the point that it's very complex, yeah. and, and there's so many variables that are thrown into the mix for a consumer to consider. Um, and so I'd probably choose the hydroponics um, if I knew that it was local. Lydia, thanks. the strawberries from California. Yeah, thanks for your call. I appreciate that. And I, I really appreciate and highlight your point about this being very complex. And when we think we're talking about one thing, we're actually talking about many things, including uh, local and what does local mean. But, Davey, you're, you're chomping at the bit. <laughs> well, this is a good example of the problem is that she's looking at probably Driscoll's strawberries or Driscoll's raspberries. Very prominent um, name. And they're certified organic. Uh, they have the USDA label. Um, there's a thousand acres that Driscoll's have that is all just what we consider as hydroponic. They're grown in um, in uh, containers with coconut core and basically only liquid organic quote unquote fertilizers. And some of those fertilizers are real shaky on whether they are truly organic or not. So the consumer has no idea. So she's concerned whether she buys hydroponic or whether she buys organic, she's buying hydroponic in both situations. But it sounds like also what Lydia is saying is, I want to buy local. I want to support local sustainable agriculture. That's the best. So, Davey, what about, you know, if you're a, and I'm reaching back into shows that are now six or seven years old into my brain, but I remember doing shows about the microbrewery movement in Vermont. And you can be labeled a microbrewery up to a certain amount of beer that you produce. And after that, you can't call yourself a microbrewery anymore. Should we have a certification for farms that is something like a small-scale label? And after a certain number of acreage, you don't get to have that label. But would that help? Well, what we're doing is that, I I hate to say it, we've been fighting this issue since, um, I think, 2001. And the USDA has been looking at this since that time, and they've really got nothing going as the hydro industry gets bigger and bigger. Um, recently, one of the lobbyists for the organic hydro people claimed that it's a billion-dollar industry at this point. And what that says to Dave Chapman and myself is that we've lost on this. So what we're looking at is we're looking on an add-on label, and that add-on label would be focused on regional as well. And so the consumer can actually see um, where you know that there's a relationship between the region and the organic food, and it's be focused on soil, and it'd be focused on um, uh, not having a split farm and a few other things that we're working on. So the farm would get certified by um, I, we get certified by Vermont Organic Farmers, and then this add-on label would would be something in addition, because we need to differentiate ourselves from the mega. Uh, organic industries like like Driscoll's and like Folsom, Wholesome Farms in Mexico and these places. And so this is this is uh, our attempt to try to get more information in truth to the consumer. Whereas the USDA thing is going just the opposite and not allowing the consumer to really know what they're buying. Lauren, I'm going to come back to you in just a moment, but let's go to Mark, who's calling in from Fletcher. Hi, Mark. Go right ahead. Hi, how are you? Thanks for taking my call. Um, 
I'm concerned uh, about uh, the differentia- differentiation uh, also, and what that comes down to is Vermont is going through a revitalization of agriculture. A lot of farms that were given up that were conventional are now being repurposed as organic, but they're smaller farms, and there's a huge gap between the farmer's market and large distribution units, and that whole sector of the agriculture is being left out of that, uh, that dynamic of local production. So I'm in a situation, I'm an organic farmer, where I don't have a truckload to ship every week, and I'm, I'm way beyond farmer's markets. So I'm stuck in the middle of this distribution unit, and it seems like it's, an, it's a real estate issue, too. All these farms, that, all these people that uh, enjoy the Vermont agricultural landscape are not realizing that it's competing directly with re- real estate and that a lot of these farms, until agri- uh, organic farming on a medium-scale farm becomes competitive with the real estate values, it's a losing proposition in Vermont. Mark, I'm going to stop you there and, and go to Lauren because, you know, I, I take your point and we're, we're getting here into, you know, as our caller Lydia mentioned, all of these complex issues that all fit together and don't quite fit together depending on, on what you're talking about. And Lauren, I'm curious about your perspective here on this idea of large scale versus small scale and how can small sustainable growers compete with the large scale agriculture, um, especially when something like like an organic label that many consumers might think means small in some way, you know, gets slapped on um, on a, a basket of strawberries. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, see, I, I agree with Davey on a lot of his points as well. These, these big guys, um, it's hard to know, like, as a consumer going in, like, what actually is in my produce? What are they using? And you don't know unless they're going to, like, slap a big, huge sign up there on top of their products. How are we to know? Um, so, you know, having a separate label for hydroponic produce that is essentially grown organic without soil, a separate label for that hydro organic, I mean, like, that's an option. You know, I'm curious, um, Lauren, what you think here, because, you know, hydroponic growers have been able to get this organic approval on a case-by-case basis. Farmers like Davey would like that to stop because, you know, one of the the questions here is about soil health. Um, So is this debate over whether hydroponic fruits and vegetables should be able to be called organic. Is this about soil health and a pure definition of what organic means? Or is this about turf and not letting other people claim a label that will allow them to make more money? Um, that's a great question. You know, I I feel like it's both. How can it not be both? We all would love to have some of that market share that is known as organic. Organic is known to be healthier and, and all those great things. Um, people that are aware and that consumers that have been educated look for organic. So if they see hydroponic that's labeled organic, they're more likely to buy that as well. So absolutely. Davey, what do you think? I mean, some people might say that you and other organic farmers who farm in soil, that this is just a, a turf war or an infight, not wanting other people to be able to claim part of this organic market that gets you a bigger price point. Yeah. I I think it's two things. One thing is it's it's for the government to follow the law. 
and um, this was established by Senator Leahy to not to sort of solve some of these issues of different parts of the country having different certification um, plans. And so what's basically happened is USDA has ignored the law. They've gone through and allowed the certification of the hydroponics without having public hearings on any of this. It's just beginning to have some of that. And the only reason it is having that process happen is because of Dave Chapman and myself starting to fight this issue and bring it up. Does the law say soil? The law talks about soil as the key part of the organic law and the organic standards. Because other parts of the... So they should just change it. Take out soil. To just take it out and be honest on on what what they're allowing to happen. They've never done that. They've just gone continuously. So now what's happened, it's created a too-big-to-fail situation. And, um, you know, well, the government does that anyway. And so the, the more money that comes into the thing, the more the influences happen. So... Um, you sound, you know, in a, in a, not so much in this answer, but earlier, you sound discouraged. No, I, I actually... What's happening now is that I'm actually I'm looking more into doing a better organic farming, um, and because I've seen what's happening the other way, so there's a real co- a goal to create the more better living soil. Learn more about that. Learn the relationships with the with the plant health and the soil health and people's health. That's always been the the uh, philosophy and under. And, um, and foundation of organic farming. So actually, things are looking better. <laughs> and, it's, and, and, and we, we started out fighting this. And basically, the administrator said, the only ones that care about this issue are you two. And about two or three years later, we had a, a, over a million people cl- uh, connecting to USDA saying there needs to be a moratorium on it. And Lauren, uh, if there is a moratorium on it, which uh, is not going to come anytime very soon, you okay with that? Yeah, I think so. I I definitely, like I said before, I am all for uh, labeling our food and knowing where it comes from and how it's grown. And at the end of the day, you know, I want to feed my kids uh, food that I know what's in it because I want them to be healthy and I care about them and I want to... Uh, grow food this that same way so that consumers can be educated and know the same thing. That's Lauren Mordaski, Operations Director at Vermont Hydroponics in Florence, where she grows tomatoes using hydroponics. Davey Miskell is an organic farmer from Shalott. He's been one of the leaders in the movement to limit organic certification to produce grown in soil. Davey and Lauren, thanks very much to both yeah, of you. Thank, thank, you. thank you so much.